1: Oh, I told them about the beans. That's how the dog sounded. You shouldn't do it without having seen the commercial. (laughs) Problematic. Yeah, it's very problematic to do
2: dog voice. All right, I think we can start now. Um, Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy?
1: You know, I'm doing all right. I'm a little hungover. We watched uh, my beautiful Chicago
2: Bears. Uh, <laughs> that beautiful bear the footage. beautiful bear footage. <laughs> well, we couldn't help it, could we? <laughs> so we were talking about the beautiful bean footage commercial before the show. And our guest, Jeff Tate, said, why don't we just start with it? And I said, no. And we did it anyway. <laughs> we couldn't help it. Um, yeah, that was a rough, rough night. Rub, rub. Rub. <laughs> 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 Talking dog from the commercial <laughs> um, Yeah it was a, a bad a bad little night But you know at least we were all together And that That's was true. what was important um, at our, at our beautiful canal bar But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Before uh, We talk more about the be- Bush's baked beans um, I do want to give another plug to uh, It's the holidays uh, Get on my, my sister's Etsy it's popping off. She's already gotten, she's gotten a few orders from oh, uh, listeners yeah. of the show. That's she, great. Her first order was from a listener of the show. So thank you to whoever has used the coupon code. Uh, and again, it's an Etsy shop. It's etsy.com slash shop slash. Starlight Craft Studio, S T A R L I T E Craft Studio. She's making cool macrame shit. Uh, you don't hear that usually. You gotta get that hot macrame shit. (laughs) Uh, coupon code for 20% off through December 31st is S B Y B 20. Get over there and, uh, and get some cool stuff. That's a great Christmas gifts. And you know what else is a good, uh, a good holiday (laughs) gift, not just Christmas. This is for your Hanukkah friends as well a nice little subscription to our Patreon, (laughs) $3 a month, uh, you get bonus episodes, and you get to chime in on uh, whatever bands we're talking about, and uh, Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to start putting ad-free on the Patreon, too. I I haven't decided what I'm going to do with that, but I've I've realized how much easier that would be last week, and I listen to podcasts, and I'm like, oh yeah, I like like listening ad-free with the Patreon, so... Uh, get over there. We're doing fun little stuff, and uh, pretty soon we're gonna have t-shirts too. That uh, I we're waiting for the design to go through on this website. But uh, yeah, uh, for all your holiday shopping needs, go. To the, you can get everything you need at our Patreon that's true. shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, and uh, if you do a year subscription, I think you get like a ten uh, percent discount or something. So mm-hmm. it's like two dollars and seventy cents a month. Come on, people, that's. Uh, Less than uh, $40 a year or something like that, I don't know Alright, well, without further ado, we've got a great guest today Jeff Tate's here, how are you Jeff?
3: I'm doing very well, hi hey, guys yeah.
2: How's your New York trip treating you? I've never been more
3: tired <laughs> That's basically, how I've, I've been here a week mm-hmm. And I just, I admire everyone who lives here <laughs> so much How do you know when to eat? Mm-hmm I don't stuff. how do you know what day it is? It doesn't seem like anything changes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, That's, it's like, uh, that is true. It's like uh, the weekend, and the, I mean, I guess for like for people with normal schedules, I guess the weekend is still your marker, but for a comic out here, it's like every fucking day is uh go 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 baby. Right, well, even like when I'm
3: back home, uh I can tell when it's Sunday cuz <laughs> yeah. the streets are a little less mm-hmm. full or whatever, oh, right. you know? Like there's a little less going on around the neighborhood.
2: Well, that's the I don't know if you've heard this about New York City. Never sleeps. Never. That's what I heard. <laughs> Ever.
3: But I will say that I think that's a lie. <laughs> I think they're talking who about Who do you
2: think is lying? I think they're
3: talking gonna... about Manhattan. <laughs> Yeah. Because then, like I will say, on Wednesday after Tommy's show last mm-hmm. week, the Christmas Boy show, uh, spectacular oh yeah, great show, show. Very, very much. Thank and you to both of you for people coming. People are going to be
2: able to, uh, to listen to that, right? Or, uh, I'm going to put the whole thing on YouTube. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was oh, wow. so fun. Great,
3: yeah. great show. YouTube.com slash Patreon. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, see, that's later. right. Give me a little kick too. <laughs> Bush's big beans. <laughs> <laughs> so you felt fi- like you filmed
1: it? Yeah, we had someone filming in the back. It. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, we got the sound from the boards so which would should sound pretty good. Uh, this should be up uh, pretty soon. So. It was
3: so fun, but so after fun. after his show, like, so your show ended at like nine, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I left Union Hall and tried to find a piece of pizza. Like, not a tall order. It's in New York. Uh-huh. Supposedly, you can just get pizza. Yeah, I According to the uh, opening credits of Louie, yep. there's pizza <laughs> everywhere. And at 9.15, I walked I walked five blocks from Union Hall and passed four closed pizza places.
2: Damn. That is very interesting. Because I was about to say, I have a spot over there that I love. I think it's just called, like... Uh, Fourth Street Pizza or something like that, and it is so fucking good. Damn, um, we were on. Fifth. I went
1: there before the show. It's, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that place. They're pepperoni. Going right by the so uh, R good. train. Yeah,
2: yep. it's so good. I
3: should. Uh, I should have gone one more block over. Damn.
2: That's the type where you get one piece and you're like, okay, I am good. This, <laughs> it's like the Princess Street type. Did you get the square? Yes, the uh, so grandma good. pepperoni. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the grandma pepperoni is so funny. Which out. was my nickname
1: for my grandma. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm very Italian, as you can tell. Yeah, yeah. It's a me,
3: McNamara. <laughs> 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 That's the only I that voice is so funny. It's it's first of all, it's the only one you can still do. Yep. Yes. Yep, yep. yep. And well it, no Tommy
2: has some others
4: <laughs> <laughs> doing before the show.
3: <laughs> I was uh I was thinking the other day like I did a show on Halloween in Ann Arbor and there was a guy dressed like a Roman. Ah. And for some reason that was the first time it clicked that Romans were Italians. Yeah. <laughs> and so that just made So many Bible stories funnier. Oh yeah! To to (laughs) To imagine them doing that voice. Oh, like that's how they chose Barabbas, (laughs) and then
2: Jesus wept. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you embarrassed? (laughs) Maniscalco, yeah. (laughs) So
3: emotive. He did only cry once, so maybe he was Italian too. (laughs) I just never thought uh, of uh, the Romans <laughs> in the Bible being Italians for some reason. And it's because I was – it's, it's the standard thing you – like. so I first heard those stories when I was – like those were the first stories I ever heard. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just never, ever thought about it again. Yeah, yeah. You just hear Romans and you're like, whatever. Uh-huh. There was a place called Roman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never thought about it. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> oh,
2: that's so funny. <coughs> Yeah, it's. Let's uh, hear those voices, Tommy. Yeah, do, do a <laughs> couple of them. Um, <laughs> there's a game, uh, there's a heads up category that's like do voices, and they throw them on there, and you're like, I can't do They do, do this. like Jamaican,
1: they look good, yeah. You're like, do I like, can't yeah.
2: Be doing all that. I mean, of course, you certainly did. I've got footage. Oh, well, it's beautiful bean footage, beautiful bigotry footage. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this Patreon is going to pop off. Uh-huh, uh, that's, yeah, that's what we'll put on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff that uh, is, it's just us doing incriminating <laughs> me killing Ron Goldman and, uh, <laughs> I mean, for three dollars a month <laughs> how many of these
3: very successful comedians are doing that on their patreons? <laughs> true that's um, a good
2: point I was talking to uh, our friend Ashley Hamilton last night, and she was like, that's basically all of our Patreon. It's just like setting up that they have some gossip that they won't say, except for on their Patreon. It, it works. So mm-hmm. we should start doing that. We're going to start talking mad shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can I be on one of those, too? Yeah, I've yeah. got some shit to talk. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Um, have you been
3: getting your steps in here, Jeff? Yes. All All week. <laughs> just trying to survive just trying to have get food
4: uh-huh, not uh-huh. you know
3: trying not to be hungry and not to be thirsty you end up with 14,000 steps
1: yep
2: <laughs> yeah for sure which is uh some would call good yeah. but I, you seem to not like that
3: no i do it it's uh you just got to get it all done by 9 cuz <laughs> It feels like the when the pandemic started and everything closed, everyone in New York was like, oh, a good night's sleep is a good idea. <laughs> Let's just keep it like that.
2: I am tired now. Like, I, I yeah. do find my, I mean, I, it's not even that I don't want to stay up because I stay up and play video games, but being out late, I'm just like, God damn it. Like, the, some of these seller spots are like two in the fucking morning. Now, you were with me the other night. Yeah. Two in the morning, I get off stage. And it's like, well, I'm at work. Like, And now I got to go home. It's crazy. That was,
3: we took that cab home. And then I figured, like, I don't know where anything is. <laughs> so we take this cab home. Uh, and I figure I'll just take the cab to here, to Tom's yeah. place. And then and then and just then be, like drop cab. him off and then take it to where I'm staying. Yeah. But as we're coming into Brooklyn, we're passing the Barclays, Barclays Center. So yeah. And that's near where I'm staying. So I'm like, you am oh, staying with staying. Kevin Durant, right?
1: That's, yeah, that's yeah, right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I call him KD. I call him Slim Reaper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's
4: what his friends call him. The the nickname he hates. (laughs) (laughs) So uh,
3: we're passing the... We already had a whole where are you going, how do you get there conversation with this driver. Yeah. So I see Barclays and I'm like, oh, I'm staying near Barclays. And so the guy's just like, whoop, pulled over right there. And like what I wanted to, I wanted to be like, no, 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 keep going, but yeah. soon stop, right? But that felt it was too hard difficult. Communication. Yeah, yeah. So I just got out. I was like, this will be fine. And then it it took forty minutes.
2: <laughs> oh, brutal! And it was I raining. Felt like, like three in, you in the were morning. Making an yeah. interesting call. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was about three, three thirty. So of course. We must be lonely. Um, (laughs) uh, And uh, we, yeah, I felt bad, but I was like, because getting him to my place was already hard. He didn't, I had to guide him the whole way. And he was a nice guy, like, because I I paid him in cash. And then uh, I was like, do you have change? Because he was like, he was like, yeah, of course I have change. And I was like, some of these guys, (laughs) they pretend they don't have change. And I only have like a 50 on me or whatever i got it like that but uh no no i just just had paid (laughs) but um yeah it was but he was he was cool it was it was a nice little and it was cheaper than the uber it's just that uh with the with the uber you can like plug in your addresses and they just go and it's a little easier that late at night and it took us fucking forever to get a cab that night it did so many people passed us and uh, the first guy pulled up was like where are you going i said bedside he was like i'm not going to brooklyn and i was like god damn it i knew this was gonna happen
3: but right? like isn't it, it kind of down. good job i don't really understand
2: i get it because it's like that especially that late at night if he lives in like fucking queens or like lives in the like the bronx or something, he's like i don't want to fucking drive an hour away from home and then i'll pay go. him yeah <laughs> <laughs> turn your meter off and i'll give you 80 bucks damn. yeah yeah again that night it was no, raining. That,
3: yeah it was raining
2: but that's uh, that's it, it Jeff's was, little. I almost you. kicked
3: a rat, <laughs> is that just right? from my general walking motion. <laughs> I came very close to kicking <laughs> oh a rat, and then two nights ago, I got chased by
2: a rat down class and for uh, like a <laughs> Never whole. Never heard block. of that happening. <laughs> you this got is, chased? It was like I have a it feeling like it was after running after me. A, I feel like there was something. You think it was coming at you?
3: I like I saw it, and then as I like I went past it, and it kept coming after me, and yeah. I. Like, (laughs) so it it was just going wherever it was going, but... It was also it was going my way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'll, so I'm like I gotta fucking lose this rat. <laughs> How do I <laughs> fake a left? You, my you know life on? is bad when you
2: you and the rat have the same destination. <laughs> hey, we're both going to the same place, brother. Just Chill out. <laughs> Try to find some cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Where do they keep this cheese? I'm trying. I'm talking to it. Where do they keep this cheese, bro? You probably heard you tried to kick that other rat. He was, I was scared oh, that we're it might have kicked a rat. rat. In New York, the mayor uh, comes to your door. And oh, makes yeah. The shit out of you. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Who's the mayor now? I don't remember. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's talk about Tom Petty. Uh, let's change the subject. Uh, we're Tom this is,
1: not, this is a common misconception among you two. <laughs> Bono's <in> that mix? <laughs> That's who I heard it from. You two told uh, me.
2: The edge,
4: the edge was running his
2: mouth about <laughs>
4: Tommy not liking Tommy. It's ben. on
1: their Patreon.
2: <laughs> their Patreon. The shit they talk on their
1: Patreon is wild. They
3: do not like R.E.M. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Tired of the comparisons.
1: Um, so this is I think we've. I don't know if we have talked about this in the main feed. This was a kind of thing that happened. I'm sure we brought up it years ago. Yeah, where one of our friends was going to come on the show, and they pitched Tom Petty, and Tom immediately was like, "We could never do Tom Petty," and I was like, "I don't know if a free falls like my least favorite song, so we could talk about that," and then. The next day Tom Petty died.
4: Yes. <laughs> and we were like it the, Oh no. They
1: call it the
2: oh Tommy God. curse. Where <laughs> yeah. He's he's made many a man die, but uh <laughs> no none more important than Tom Petty. <laughs> that was you? Yep, it was the. It was truly within 24 hours. It was the it next was crazy. day. It was yeah. insane. I got more. I got more
3: text messages when Petty died than when my dad died. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone that ever met me was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Yeah, <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> yeah it was a
2: harder day because it was less expected. Right. 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 Yeah, it uh it was crazy and it was I f- I forgot the circumstance of him dying cuz he was like 67 something like yeah, that. Yeah, 67. I did not real I forgot that it was an overdose. So it's like he was still uh you know and it was right at the end of a, it, his last tour also. It was
3: it was a prescription like he had been prescribed right. that painkiller cuz he uh, he did that whole tour with a fractured hip. He oof. had a hairline fracture in his hip and they had they had already had to push they had already like like uh like their their previous tour got canned because there was another guy in the band had health it was a mud crutch tour yeah so that one was like that one was canceled and he just didn't want to do it again and like so they were like they were going to do that mud crutch tour because they had an album come out Mm -hmm. but that was technically their 40th anniversary so then they scheduled this whole 40th anniversary tour for 17 and he didn't want to cancel so he was like I'll just do this. I'll get get through these 45 dates. And then he was supposed to have surgery that week.
1: Oh, fuck.
3: That's yeah. brutal.
1: Yikes.
2: Uh, that's a that's a real bummer. Uh, but it was a very sad day. Uh, I love Tom Petty. I, I I was excited for this episode. We finally decided to do it. And uh, I think I still don't know, because ex- I haven't seen anybody talk shit about him in the comments or anything. So I think we were right to frame this as an appreciation yes. still. Uh, cause I, like I said, like when it first came up, it was before we were doing appreciation episodes and I was just like, I don't think people hate Tom Petty, and Tommy was like, he's my least favorite artist. I, I did fucking not hate him. say <laughs> that. I don't think that. I, I wish him dead, to be frank. Oh, and my then, God. Then, so, uh, Tommy's yeah. little wish came true. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is...
3: You wasted a wish on that. The guy was 67. <laughs> you could have just been patient.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Tommy was like, I don't like the one song. And so I was like, maybe, but then we didn't get a chance. Because it... Was, uh, it seemed like it would be a weird thing to do right after the man died to discuss his music without it just being uh reverent um so uh we gave it some time and i also know how big of a fan you are so when you were in town i was like this is the perfect little time <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah perfect time for uh me to get my my tom petty fix cuz even though i love a lot of his music i don't know i didn't know a lot about the guy i never did like really i i never did a lot of homework on him i just liked the hits and i would put his shit on all the time uh the, great draven dra, draven music <laughs> great draven music
1: that's so draven <laughs> uh, i
2: when my i had a very stereotypical uh breakup moment when my uh my my uh, engagement when I was like 21 ended or 22. I had, had to drive back from uh, Ohio to Indiana. And I listened to Free Fall in like half the way there. Oh, wow. Like I was in uh, like that was Tom Cruise and uh Jerry Maguire. And, Jerry yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I was like, this is a stereotype, but it's right. Like this is this is very uh, on the nose, but it feels so right to be listening to this. He's great, uh, but I knew you're an expert. I knew you were a big fan, so this is. Uh, I'm excited to uh, to hear your thoughts on Tom Petty. Um, let should we hear a song from your playlist just to get us in the in the zone? We're we're already about 20 minutes in. I feel like we should we should pop into the playlist a little bit here. So he gave us six songs. Uh, none of them are like uh, the mainstream radio play shit, uh, which I appreciated. Um, yeah, even I figured though I the listeners those. know those so they yeah, can they yeah. can use those on their own. Of course. So do you have an order you want to hear these in? No.
3: Um, okay. Uh probably the the biggest hit on the list is even the losers. Yeah. So let's okay. start with that.
2: Let's let's hear some of Even the Losers. I would start with uh some noise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna skip over it.
1: i think that's a great sound
3: yeah it's the uh the stuff at the beginning was a loose like washing machine
1: Mm
4: -hmm. and they just
3: thought it sounded (laughs) it sounded fun so the opening of that track is a washing machine an off-balance washing machine (laughs) and then you hear a lady's voice go it's just the normal noises in here
2: (laughs) (laughs) i love that that's that's a fun move um yeah, that uh, it's a great, great song. I think I had heard that might be the only song I had ever heard on this playlist, and I I enjoyed it. It's uh, the best
3: song. I first heard that song when I was like fifteen, and boy, that's a good
2: song to hear when you're fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> even the losers. You're a fucking loser, <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> uh, speaking about the damn uh, about damn the torpedoes with the new musical Express in 1980. Petty said, I wanted to write anthems for underdogs, songs like Even the Losers and Refugee. The theme of the album wasn't self-conscious, but when I put it together afterwards, I could see it was about standing up for your rights, the one that everyone has, which can't be fucked with or taken away. Uh, yeah, and he nails
3: it. Well, he was—he he wrote it. that whole album was being written and recorded while he was suing the record company. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. For, uh, they
2: fucked him. They gave him like... Yeah, they <laughs> kept the publishing, yeah, and he
3: didn't know what that meant. It was was like like, typical, like
2: fucking over artist contract shit, where they he got like ten grand, like flat, and then they were like they owned everything, and then he was like had to fight to renegotiate, and he had to do it, I think, on two different albums, where he was like, I'm not going to put the album out unless you give. Well, the next one was
3: the next one's a little different. It's the uh, so in that one he declared bankruptcy. He said that there was no way, like. He was so far in debt to the record company based on the way the contract was written mm-hmm. that he would never be able to pay it. And so they were like freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> like, They kept trying to get him to settle, and he wouldn't settle. And they would record, and then the roadie, uh-huh. Bugs, would just take the tapes and drive around L.A. so that when he went to court, he could say under oath he didn't know where they were <laughs> oh, without that's great. perjuring himself. And then the next album they tried. The next album was uh Hard Promises, and they, the rec like Damn the Rapidos was so popular that with Hard Promises they were like, "Oh, we we can sell records for more money now, so we will charge." They were going to raise the price from eight ninety nine to nine ninety nine, mm. and he said, "No, don't do it on mine. Like you're not going to do it on mine." And they were like, "Well, we're the record. We can do whatever we want." So the album he turned in here. He originally titled it (laughs) (laughs)
1: $8.99. That's amazing. That's great. (laughs) And and so instead
3: of slapping a $9.99 price tag on a record called (laughs) $8.99, they were like, okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then they ended up raising the prices a few months later on the back of that, uh, the Stones album that came out, Tattoo You.
2: Mm -hmm. Ah, interesting. Yeah. I I found something else about that record deal, and now I'm fucking fully... I just lost it. I had it right in my head, and I went away.
1: While you're looking, I do want to say Bugs is a perfect roadie nickname. Yeah. Oh, that is, yeah. Uh, yeah, Yes. An
2: all-timer. Um, it was that, uh, oh, he had recorded the album that had, like, uh, it, was it this album? I'm not sure if it was Damn the Torpedoes or not, but uh, he had an album that the record, it was his first rejected album that they were just like no and then it turned out to be i think his most successful album. it was full moon fever that's it that's it they, yes, yes he
3: turned full moon fever tommy agrees with the record company because <laughs> <Pretty laughs> that's right yes but he turned that one in in 1988 and they were like no this is we're not gonna release yeah this.
2: they were like this is uh not like gonna pop and it's not good enough and then uh the record like head like the main guy like had to step down and a new person came in and they, he played the exact same songs for them. They were like, this is going to be incredible. Yeah. It was so.
3: <laughs> the best, their best selling album until, uh, the greatest hits came out.
2: Yeah. Um, so we have a couple things to do. I want, I want to hear another song and I, by the way, I want to point out. So Tom Petty, uh, hated, uh, when streaming came out yeah. and uh, cause he was like, you're hearing about 5% of what I put out like on, on that track because he's like luckily vinyl's coming back so like that's you can hear it all i already cds are 100 times better than streaming even though that's not that great uh the streaming is five percent and uh i don't think he would like that uh that five percent is now coming through a microphone that i'm playing <laughs> through a speaker <laughs> on my phone so i do apologize but it's uh it's how we do it i still think it sounds great um <laughs> 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 All right. Uh should we hear Forgotten Man next? What do you, yeah, yeah. you what are you thinking, Jeff? Let's do that one. All right, let's hear Forgotten Man.
1: do you think it was
4: <laughs> bean <laughs>
2: i think it was the number f- it was four. The <laughs> <word> four. <laughs> oh man that's a great song yeah, and it's, it's on the most it's on time. the album from 2014 i wanted look to put that thing oh you know, wow guy uh his first album to uh to chart at number one uh because it's the best one <laughs> that's, that's, that's how charts
3: work I think it was just, it was also just timing like Full Moon Fever came out in 89 so there was like a lot of big albums out sure and Damn the Torpedoes was out the whole time The Wall was number one Damn the Torpedoes oh, wow. was number two or whatever <clears throat> yeah um I don't need to def- I, I mean I guess I am here to defend him
2: <laughs> I don't need to defend Tom Petty well then let's wrap this up I suppose uh, This song finds Tom Petty referencing America's Great Depression of the late 1930s, as well as striking a chord with current problems. He told The Sun, I was thinking of Franklin D. Roosevelt's term for uh, people in the Depression. All right. Thank you, Tom Petty. Had no idea.
3: It's finally somebody to speak for the. The lost souls of the '30s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I'm
3: really impressed with that album because there's like how many how many bands 38 years in make an album that's even worth listening to. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. no, it's great. I I didn't realize that that was from 2014. All like listening to it, it sounds like it could have been from a shit from the yeah. '90s or even the '80s. It's great. Um, we have a segment to get to after this. I want to. I do want to hear Tommy's take on Free Fall. And I feel like we got <laughs> it. We can't let people, we can't leave people hanging yeah. on it. Um, is it your least favorite song? It's or not. Or least I mean, favorite Tom Petty song?
1: There's songs, there's definitely songs that I hate way more, but that is just a song that really bugs me. Yeah, um, And I think part of it is that it's the first song, where I was from, anyone who learned how to play guitar, that was the first uh, thing they learned. So I've heard it played shittily so many times, just that <laughs> rip, it's like the one, it's like the one that everyone learns first. I think it was the one I learned first. And I just find the lyrics uh, so simple that they're condescending. And the way he's describing this woman, Should we, like... Should we hear some sure, of it just to yeah, give yeah, people a taste? Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Crazy about elves, loves horses, and her boyfriend, too. Okay. People remember the song. I just want to give them a taste. But, man.
1: John Mayer covered it. If, if it's the one John Mayer picks, you know it sucks.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man.
2: Sarah Cooper brought up last night, because she was on Good God, she brought up that... Uh, she saw John Mayer on Raya, and they didn't match. And she was like, "Cause he has a racist dick or whatever." And I forgot that he said yes. that. Did yeah, we yeah, talk yeah. about that on the podcast? He said he's we a him, David right?
1: Duke dick or something like that. Crazy. Yeah, really. <laughs> and my dick is David Duke. That was the word. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah.
2: Where he, uh, yeah, he said that, and people were just fine. Like obviously <laughs> yeah. in the moment, people were a little mad, but then, uh, but then fucking yeah, nobody at the show remembered it. Like she asked the audience, and like two people were like, "Oh yeah." yeah.
3: It's crazy. But. I don't remember him saying that, but I do remember him saying some wild shit. Yeah, probably in that same interview.
4: Mm-hmm. But that's the
3: thing. Like John Mayer can say anything now because the the backlash. Like anytime there's like an uproar about something, it's because people have a hard time deciding. Like, like when people got mad when at Dave Chappelle's first Netflix special, it was mm-hmm. like, what you're mad about is you ha- now you have to decide whether or not you're still a fan. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like reconcile that. And everyone's reconciled everything with John Mayer by now. Yeah. So whatever he said, if he could say some he could say wilder shit tomorrow, and no one's no one would even no one even bat an eye because everyone else everyone knows how they feel about him by yeah. now. Yeah.
2: Right. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. You either love him or hate him or think he's all right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a Mitch Hedberg joke. <laughs> I think he's great in the Grateful Dead. Said, oh. I'll be
1: grateful when he's dead. What's that? I said, I'll be grateful when he's dead. Oh, no. Tommy make another wish, bro?
4: <laughs> <laughs> If he
1: dies tomorrow, I'm leaving the country.
2: <laughs> no, we won't dies... be able to release
3: this. <laughs> if he dies tomorrow, we should put a Twitter poll on what your third wish is. <laughs> Let the Patreon decide uh, who number three is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would get a lot of people to join. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we finally
2: make a little cash. Uh... <laughs> (laughs) uh all right now so oh okay so you said uh that you find the lyrics to be a bit kind of sitting which uh i i could see that in the john mayer thing i still enjoy it i think it's like a simple like it's it is simple but Mm it's it just cuts to the old you know well this is gonna sound dumb but he just made it
3: up like, not, it wasn't in a I write, I'm writing a song way. He was just goofing around trying to make Jeff Lynn laugh.
2: Ah. And Jeff
3: Lynn was like, that's actually a pretty good song.
1: Okay, that Weird. does uh, frame it in a different light. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I'm looking up the old song. It was man. like it was
3: like he was goofing on the idea of a song.
1: <laughs> so it's kind of ironic, yeah, yeah.
3: I guess a little bit. And then yeah. the chorus just like think? fell into place when he got to it. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's what it's a great with,
1: It's a great hook. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah.
3: That's what happened with even the Losers, too. Like, he had written the verses- and the music, but mm. didn't have chorus. And then when he went to record it, he was like, I'll think of something. And then just that's what wow. came Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. He said,
2: he, he said uh, cause the, uh, Lynn suggested that Tom stop all the hard stuff and just sing some words to, uh, to the, these three chords. Uh, and he came up with, she's a good girl, loves her mama, just to make Jeff smile. And then, he, uh, uh, yeah, then they liked it and kept going. But, uh, I, I, I think I, really appreciate that the industry hated it at first and then he he was like no it's good and i'm sure of it and then you know he bet on himself he turned in the like
3: turning in the same album with no
2: changes a year later is a fucking that's (laughs) such a a power yeah yeah. 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 i love it and when you're like you know it didn't seem like he was had that much fucking money because he was spent so much time being fucked Um, i mean his
3: house had just burned down
2: dude that's the that was the craziest thing is uh an arsonist burned down his house while his family was eating. Like they yeah. were in the Oh, they house. were in the house. Yeah, they wow. were in yeah. the house. It and so he lost so much shit, but also that's fucking so traumatizing. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, and yeah, you know
3: what he did? Crazy. He built the exact same house on the exact same place. Crazy. <laughs> like a real like you can't fucking make wow. me leave. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, It's weird that there's just arsonists out there, and it's not like for insurance or anything. The guy was just like, "I'm gonna burn down this house." He burned down someone
1: else's house. You heard the Talking Heads song. He was like, "Fuck it." (laughs) (laughs) He's listening to that. (laughs) This song rules. (laughs) I want to try. (laughs) Where's Tom Petty live?
4: Burning Petty's house. (laughs) Why would he like?
3: But how are you so mad at Tom Petty in 1987 that you're like, I want to go burn his house down? <laughs> but that's what it felt like. It was a targeted thing, and I don't think they ever caught the guy.
1: That's wow, crazy. that's wild.
2: Yeah, that is uh, that is very very crazy. Um, yeah, damn. I've seen if there's any other. So yeah, he just built that yeah. new
3: house and then and then they turned down the album, the next the next record. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that guy, I wonder if the guy that turned it down ever worked in the business again.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's got to feel like a fucking idiot, or he's the most rich person we've ever heard of. Uh, just <laughs> right. to Tommy's point real fast, um, one of the comments in uh, on the song of this is a guy from uh, Mumbai who says, I am learning this song on guitar. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> I found a, a Reddit post that was like a Tom Petty fucking sucks Reddit post. And I, I think it was just a total hater thing yeah. about a guy who hears them on a radio too much. And then it said, related post, Adderall is the greatest drug ever invented. <laughs> that made me laugh very hard. <laughs>
2: That's, <Related really> post. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Um, <laughs> All right, Uh, we have another segment to get to before we hear more of this playlist, which is where we hear from our friend and foe of the show, Jared Thompson. He likes to give his thoughts on the music we're talking about. Uh, this is our segment, They Went to Jared.
0: What's up, y'all? This week's They Went to Jared. The boys are going to have the number one Tom Petty fan alive, Jeff Tate, uh, with an appreciation of Tom Petty. And I want to say that... Um, I feel like even if I'm painted in a different way on this podcast, I I know that I, and I mean, I'm joking. I know that I sort of play up the bad guy stuff, but the thing is, is that like, I like a lot of music and there's a lot of artists. Prince is one as well that because of the time that I grew up and just sort of being at an age, I kind of didn't really appreciate it as it was happening. And I think in both of their cases, Prince and Tom Petty, it's because they had these massive hits and then just sort of it stopped a little bit. And you kind of look at it like, well, they're still, you know, making albums and they're still touring, but they're not making new good music. Now Jeff will probably argue that Tom Petty was always making good music I think most people would say that his hits came you know kind of early on and then things sort of uh, over time uh, probably dissipated some but anyway meeting Jeff and getting to know him it definitely played a part in me sort of having this rebirth with Tom Petty and now he's definitely a go to artist of mine and for sure and they both are are on the list maybe with David Bowie of like the most regrettable people that I never got to see live. Now Bowie I was always a fan of, so it, it's definitely hurts more there because I'm sure Petty and Prince both toured around here and I just didn't go. But uh, with Bowie, I never really felt like I had a great chance to go. But anyway, uh, I love Tom Petty. I love Jeff. I love Tom. I love Tommy. I love you guys. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to listen. And uh, I think we stand to learn quite a bit about Tom Petty from this. All right, thanks.
2: All right. Thank you, Jared. Uh, for the people who, I, I feel bad that we spent the first 15 minutes talking about beans and shit, but <laughs> so hopefully people are still getting enough Tom Petty facts. <laughs> or they learned about the Bush's baked bean commercial a little bit. <laughs> they heard reference to it. Do uh, you ever see Tom Petty, Jeff? Yeah. You saw yeah. him a lot. Right? I saw him a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm really upset that I never went to see him because he came to Indiana every year, and yeah, I just time. I don't know why. I think because he was coming every year to the same place. I was like, well, I'll just go sometime. Like yeah, it'll happen, year. and then it never, never, <laughs> never happened, and I'm pissed at myself. Yeah, I've that's seen that's him what at what Deer was, Creek. That's where I would yeah. have gone. Yeah, I saw him in
3: Cincinnati a bunch. Columbus. I saw him and I saw him on a double bill with Bob Dylan and Holy shit, Home Dell, New Jersey, in wow. 2003. There was a short lived there was a like a few months where they were gonna try to have a second Bonnaroo in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And uh Petty and Dylan were two of the three headliners and they Holy ended up canceling the festival. Whoa. So these so they both just had that weekend free and they found a place where they could book two shows.
1: That's amazing. And it was on
3: my birthday. Oh,
1: Holy awesome. shit. Wow. Yeah.
3: Hell yeah. That's I don't I'm not gonna argue too much with what Jared said, except that uh Tom Petty did have massive radio hits from 1977
2: to 1994. It's a pretty long stretch, right? I mean, that's
3: 16, 17 years of. So 1994 was like when "You Don't Know How It Feels" came out. So and Mary Jane's Last Dance came out at the end of '93. So like probably through '95, they were being played on like new rock stations from nine from '77 to nine. That's 18 years. Yeah. The Beatles were only a band for half of that.
2: Damn. All right, let's... So... Part of what Jeff came here to do is mm-hmm. to prove that Tom Petty is the greatest musician of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's b- part better of it than right the Beatles, there. yeah. And there there's there's one uh shot of it. And this is an interesting time for you to be doing this cuz uh the doc on the Beatles is out Get and we're back. We, got, we got we're going to do a, an extensive episode on that at some point I think, mm-hmm. but I haven't I've only watched an hour and a half of it. It's so uh, <laughs> I've only got 30 more hours to four. go. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, they made this thing, uh, last eight days of a week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They figured out how to do it.
1: What if that song was eight hours a week? (laughs) I love you. (laughs) What the fuck are you doing the rest of the week? Piece of shit.
2: (laughs) Uh, the one I've watched so far is cool, but Antonia does not like it. And, uh, that makes it harder to watch. Um.
1: She's an Anglophobe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do yeah. you think?
2: What eight-hour
3: documentary do you think would be easy to watch? Oof, that's a good question. I would a four-hour watched- Tom Petty documentary. I would rather watch twice. well
2: like I mean the Jinx is probably like seven how long is the Jinx I think it was six
1: episodes so probably six hours yeah and that was that flew by O.J. Made in America was five hours that flew by too
2: somebody's gotta die for it to be an eight hour I guess the last dance was
3: that's that true. Oh, that was yeah. 10 hours, yeah. That's true. That's true. And I loved every that second was, of That it. was interesting. I I liked yeah. all of that.
2: But I think it's because it's spanning such a like sp- short amount of time that in that time. Uh, yeah, it is yeah. cool to watch, but it's a lot. It's of a documentary.
3: Like, that, it's a 6-hour documentary about a week of their life or whatever. Yeah, about weeks, like, right? yeah, I
1: think it's 17 days or something. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And it's like so much of it is in the same room and you're like, you lose... It, it, I felt like I was losing my mind watching it a little <laughs> bit because <laughs> I felt the pressure of like, I gotta come up with these songs too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is, I mean, it's it, it's the the footage is very fascinating. We'll definitely do a deep yeah. uh, dive on that. But um, yeah, it's a bold claim right now. People have Beatles at the top of their mind. But um I will say I listen to Tom Petty more than I listen to the Beatles, so you got that in your corner. Um, I, think, I think a lot of people do, and
3: they just don't think about it. Interesting. I think the, I mean, the Stones have a better case because they have more stuff. Mm-hmm. But still, did the Stones have? Were the? I mean, the Stones had songs on the radio for the last fifty years, but did they have eighteen years of hits? I mean, maybe sixty four to eighty one that's 15 Mm -hmm. and then like waiting on a friend sure might have had a few whatever (laughs) Mm -hmm. right anybody see my baby came out in the in the mid-90s and then they had to give half the half the credit to katie lang because it's it was just constantly
2: craving (laughs) (laughs) they just it was just that was the chorus this is an interesting way of looking at it in terms of like the span of your career making you the best. Cause, uh, I mean, Tupac Shakur died at, uh, died before he could, you know, even have this long of a career. And Lauren Hill days, only made one record. record. There you go. There's one Lauren Hill album mm-hmm.
3: and two Fuji's albums.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting way to look at it. But
3: uh, it's just part of the case. Sure. I mean, the thing yeah. About sure. the Stones. Let them, let them raise the album so mm-hmm. they're better people. Rebecca Black only made one album. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Patty tried to
3: keep his has basically tried to keep his band together for fifty years.
2: It is cool. And the that Beatles he... managed
3: to do it for seven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is weird seeing how fucking prolific they were in that amount of time, though, where they're like, every year it's a new, like, crazy album, and you're like, holy shit. Um
1: With still, I feel like Stones or whoever versus Beatles always becomes kind of what LeBron versus Jordan is going to be because all the career stats for LeBron are going to be more because he's right. going to have the played peaks, for so many more years. Peaks right. Yeah, peaks versus Jordan. longevity. Yeah, yeah. Mm, but it's interesting. That,
3: the fact that 18, 19, this is year 19 for LeBron and he's he's averaging 20, 26, 7, mm, and 8, yeah. 7, and 7 or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And I feel like that's always that's something that you can never really objectively solve because, right, so, right. yeah. Right.
3: I mean, the Beatles have more number ones than tom mm-hmm. petty but how many of those do you even i mean eight days a week was one of them who wants whoever decides now to like, i'm gonna listen to eight days a week you guys want to get stoned and listen to please please me put on, well,
4: put on please please there's not a single
3: here's the thing you can play like so there's songs on that on my playlist that were never released mm-hmm there's no unreleased Beatles song that's any good. They tried to <laughs> shove "Free as a Bird" down our throats in 1995, and that song's trash.
2: Um, let's hear. So you have are these three outtake songs, or is it? I don't they what's just say left. outtake on them. So the next one in order that we have here is "Keep a Little Soul."
3: Yeah, that song was released or was recorded in like '82. But they didn't put it on the album, mm-hmm. and then they were going through the archives after he after he passed away. And that song, is, yeah, like you listen
2: to it, you are like, I, this would have been, this would have been huge. So let's, play that let's go in here. We got two in a row from '82 uh, here. So let's let's play them both.
4: One and two, one, two,
1: A sucker for that organ sound, yeah. That's right? so good. Yeah. yeah, the organ
3: player Ben Montench. He said that, like, the version of the album he took, like,
1: mm-hmm.
3: they used to do, like, they, they would make, they would record it and they would make a song and they would put the song onto cassette and go listen to it in a car to see how it sounded in a car. Oh, wow. And they were like, This is where people are going to listen yeah, to it the most. Yeah. So let's make sure it fucking slaps in a car. Mm-hmm. And so when they let, when he like left the studio, the version of the, of the album that ben had on tape had that song on it mm-hmm. and he said he didn't it was like it was when they were th- when they're like we should release it he was like what are you talking about release like he just kind of always thought that song was on the album because it was oh on the wow one
2: had. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy that's really funny Damn. that song would have been wow. a huge great hit song. yeah mm-hmm. great song i think the next one's great too uh keeping me alive uh we also have from 82 it says outtake does that mean that it didn't get released it also? just didn't get released yeah it all got right. put on the um, some box set later yeah all right let's hear some keeping me alive That song's great.
3: I love that. That was uh Jimmy Iovine when oh, really? he put it on Hard Promises because he said it was too country. <laughs> <laughs> and Hard Promises had a little like a little country slant to it, like a couple a couple of the tracks. And they were like, if we put this on it, it's just a country album, and it feels like a real mistake. Like those last two feel like mistakes. Like why were they? Like just make the song, just make the album one track longer. These mm-hmm. albums were like ten tracks. Yeah, right. yeah. And I so guess, good. I guess if you weren't trying to get it onto a record, like back then you were trying, like albums, you just try to make it be 40 minutes so that, cause it's 20 on each side.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And as soon as, as soon as like tapes became prevalent, the albums got a little longer.
1: And now with streaming, they're all 27 fucking songs yes. and like, that are half yeah, filler. And, and version yeah.
4: of whatever. Sure. Would they, they, yeah, they finished. figured
1: out it makes more money. So now it's like every Drake album, every Kanye album has to be yeah, 30 songs long. And they all, <laughs> <laughs> half of them suck. And yeah. there's like three good moments. Mm-hmm. But that's enough about that. was that you talking about uh Iovine, the Defiant One, as uh, <laughs> the documentary called yeah. it, uh, what do you think about a, a Tom Petty versus Bruce Springsteen argument? There's a little connection there.
3: I think Tom. I think Tom Petty is clearly better. You think clearly better. Interesting, yeah, but because
1: I feel like American, yeah, I feel like that's a good one v one, yeah, kind of comparison. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It feels. I mean, Springsteen has some good albums, but not. He just had a lot, also, mm-hmm. but there's like, there are so many Springsteen albums that even Springsteen fans won't listen to. Yeah, you know, like there's no Tom Petty album that Tom Petty fans won't listen to. There's none that there's none that is like, well, this one's clearly even the one that I liked the least. The first time I heard it uh, eventually became, there were times when I'd be like, well, this one is my favorite. Wow. Like yeah. it just like the, the shift in your age or whatever. Like sometimes you like now, now you're in the window when this wh- where like closer to where he was when he made the record. So it fits a little better for mm-hmm. what you're thinking.
2: Interesting. All right.
3: Um, Springsteen also has a, a, a lack of respect for the audience. This shit doesn't have to be. F- don't talk for 30 minutes. What are you, out of your mind? <laughs> <brain? laughs> also, there's a rumor that Warren Zevon wrote Born to Run. Whoa,
1: I haven't
2: heard that. What? The I mean, whole we album? T- we talked about Warren Zevon on here. We didn't Zivon's see one awesome, word yeah. about that. Yeah, Zevon rules. It's, um, just
3: a, it's just a rumor. We'll save the full story for the Patreon.
2: Yeah, <laughs> We'll have Zevon on. Um, we'll bring him We'll bring him in. Uh, all right, we got two more songs here and then we got to get to the peanut gallery, but and there's also a couple other things I want to talk about before we before we get out of here. So let's let's hear these songs. The next one on the playlist is Ways to be Wicked.
1: That this was a Tom Petty song because I know the version by, what are they called?
3: Lone Justice. Lone Justice
1: with the woman singing it. And I thought that was their song. And I fucking love that song. Yeah, yeah. So then when I saw this in the playoffs, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Because I always just thought they wrote that song. And I was like, it was like one of my favorite songs. I love that version of it so much. It's great. Yeah, I didn't even know it was a Tom Petty song. So that was,
3: wow. That's one of those songs that, like, when you get, when you got like a breakup. No, yeah. yeah, you play that song because it's it's like loud enough that it that it's not you don't get you don't get sad, but <laughs> singing along is a little cathartic.
1: Yeah, um, for sure.
3: I feel like I feel like the old '97s made a made a whole f- discography based on that song.
1: Yeah. For wild sure.
3: breakup songs where if you really read it, if you just read the words, like, this is
4: sad. But
1: <laughs> it's on tempo yeah. and you're like, all right, this, this is not bad. I love old 97s. I, we should do, uh, Shane's a big fan. We could do an appreciation about them yeah. with him sometime. Uh, they're a great band.
3: That's like nobody, like not enough people have heard of them for them to have haters. Right. Yeah, right, right, for right. sure. No, we. this just is why like, we opened it up to One guy, guy that likes Veronica Mars too much.
2: and it's like, <laughs> This song is bullshit. <laughs> 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 Um, alright, we got one more song here, and is another. Um, this one was hard to find because it's technically a mud crutch song. Uh, it's an outtake from 1974 Lost in Your Eyes. Damn, that's my favorite song on the playlist. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, his voice is so cool on it. I love the piano. It's just, a, I loved it. I think it's a great song. And he's just a kid. Yeah, 74. Is that what he said? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, that was so 74
3: good. was when, like, when that Mudcrutch album would have come out.
2: Mm-hmm crazy
3: and there was uh the first single on the album was called depot street and it got released the same day as philadelphia freedom
4: <laughs>
3: so it got stomped
4: <laughs>
3: but yeah i put that on there too because uh, that's a that's a uh to put them up against the stones and the beatles they both they both like to rip off soul soul music that's so I wanted to be. Like, yeah, it feels look, even, very Stonesy on even that. Tom, yeah. Even Tom can do that just, just <laughs> as well as you guys can. <laughs> a band, the band that didn't make it is just as good as your guys' stuff.
2: Yeah, I did. I really liked that. I I'm glad we were able like, to get it in because I couldn't find it at first, and uh I put it last because it's it's it took me by surprise. I can't believe I hadn't heard that before. So I love good. It.
3: There's a there's a line in that song that goes, "Just because it could have been doesn't mean it had to." You're like, damn, you're fucking 24, (laughs) and you knew that? (laughs) Yep.
4: I'm
2: 43 um, and I didn't know that until I heard the song. <laughs> 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 All right, so we've heard Jeff's playlist. Now we've heard the good Tom Petty. We've heard the stuff <laughs> that people oh, yeah, like. I forgot about this, <laughs> but uh, I found this. Um, I haven't heard it yet, <laughs> so I'm excited to listen to it. That
1: cough was very uh, <laughs> <laughs> foreshadowing. Yep, yeah, yep.
2: yeah, yeah. I, I just took a big hit of uh, oh, the good ganja. <laughs> No, um, so this is in a list of fun facts about Tom Petty, and it's, uh, in case you've forgotten, not all of Petty's music was popular. His 2010 album, Mojo, featured the reggae-ish song, Don't Pull Me Over, a protest <laughs> song in support of legalized marijuana. Although the Village Voice ranked it as the fourth worst song of 2010, some uh, can still appreciate the music, so we gotta find this. I've, <laughs> I'm assuming you've heard this song, right, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. All right, let me let me put this on. Cuz I don't think I've ever heard this. Uh, oh, here we go. Tom, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Don't Pull Me Over.
3: the Beatles or the Stones even try a reggae song? No, I mean the Stones probably did. Mick Jagger definitely did. (laughs)
2: That lived up to the (laughs) hype. Does that opening? I probably would have put that
3: on my if I if I had to make a list of the five songs I like the least of his that's that's on it. But I do know people who I I know some I know some people who have said that's their favorite song. That is, which is wild. Was
1: it Cheech and Uh, Chong? That is insane. (laughs) It would probably like
3: other reggae. (laughs) Yes. This is somebody who's heard one reggae song and thinks it's the only one that exists.
2: <laughs> he he's the lyrics are don't pull me over mister policeman uh what I've got to do won't hurt anyone where I've got to go won't hurt anyone I've got mouths to feed that depend on me. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's uh should be legalized, he says "In it? Yeah, it's uh it's not uh it's not great. Um, I right. can't it's also believe that.
3: What a what a big swing for yeah. 2010. Half yep. the states it's already legal or whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? Where are you? I do think if you played this for Biden, it might change his mind. <laughs> that's
3: true. <laughs>
4: I'll
1: tell
3: you, I don't listen to Mojo that much because it, it came out two months before I got divorced. So I listened yeah. to it a lot that year. Ah. And then now right. and then I d- stopped and I don't. There's some songs on it that I like a lot,
2: but that's mm. not one of them. No. Mojo is one of Joe Biden's friends from back in the day. <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh okay. Um I have not listened to that album at all, but that song uh did not uh do us any favors. But um was there any other I i there's the traveling Wilbury shit. Uh I'm trying to think of anything we haven't covered yet before we get into the old
3: Well, there's two Mud Crunch <laughs> albums that eventually twenty eight two thousand eight and twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. And then the two Traveling Wilburys albums. And that second Traveling Wilburys album, he basically carries. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Dylan
3: was busy and Roy Orbison had died.
2: Yeah. Um, and it, apparently he got in by accident because uh, George Harrison had left a guitar at his house. Yeah. When he was trying <laughs> to start the thing. And then he was like, well, while well, I'm here, do you want to come do it too? And then, it, Well, they weren't
3: you know. trying to start a thing. Like he was making, Jeff Lynn was producing the George Harrison album. Oh, uh, okay. And... They were trying to, they were like just hanging out and he went to get the thing and they were like, just come over. We're trying to make a beast. Like they were trying to write a B side for uh, mm. Got My Mind Set on You or whatever. Oh, yeah. And that was when they wrote Handle with Care. Uh-huh. Wow. And they were like, well, this is too, this is, shouldn't just be a B side. Right? <laughs> right, right.
2: Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we've covered that now. Let's get to the Peanut Gallery. The people who listen to this show get to put in their two cents. Um, And if you put in $3 instead of (laughs) $0.02, you get your your thoughts guaranteed uh, to be read. So we go to the Patreon first. Uh, I posted that Jeff Tate would be on discussing uh Tom Petty, and uh, Matthew Potter says, We all know Tommy prefers his song American Girl to the <laughs> Guess Who's American Woman. <laughs> well done, well done. Well and done. then Ron Trimbath said, Shit, Matt beat me to the American Girl joke. <laughs> oh well, Tate, Tate, Tate. Uh, he's a fan of Tate. Um, <laughs> Derek Leedy writes, I guess Tommy has to live like a refugee <laughs> because the waiting is the hardest part with American girls. God damn it. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is the best comment section we ever had. <laughs> I can't believe three in a row. That's crazy. All right. Brandon Thompson says, seems like he was a cool, intelligent guy, but I am so bored with his music. If America is an olive garden, he is Frank Sinatra. Damn. AJB says, uh, he inspired the weirdest phase of my life. Uh, the line, she grew up tall and she grew up right with them Indiana boys on an Indiana night from, uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance made me strongly consider leaving the East Coast for grad school at IU and think that living in the Midwest was my dream. Wow. That's crazy. Hey, I went to IU and nothing wrong with it um i do remember i mean that is a yeah, thing that's dumb tom petty wrote that song in, in los angeles that's <laughs> hilarious it is that was like a i think that that's another reason why i was biased to like him because it's like as we talked about this on the show but if if you just name a place that yeah. i've been i'm like hell yeah that's a good <laughs> song
3: it was probably like it was probably like Kind of popular because there, there's two like there's two like Jimmy Buffett songs where he name dropped Cincinnati because Cincinnati was a big Jimmy Buffett. Mm, yeah, like it was like he always played like a bigger venue there than right. most other places, so mm-hmm. then he put Cincinnati into a couple songs. So maybe he was just like, "Oh, I'm a big, I'm I'm really big in
2: Indiana." So yeah, smart Indiana. B- I was like, "I'm an Indiana boy," and wh- look at that, it's an Indiana night. <laughs> 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 what do you know? What do you know? Uh, Perfect timing. Uh all right, that was the Patreon. But uh we also go to Twitter and Facebook. So let's see. I posted on the Twitter like an hour before, so I don't know if anybody saw, but let's see if anybody commented here. Oh, uh Susie McNamara <laughs> said iconic use of American Girl in Silence of the Lambs. I get nervous whenever I hear that song now. Uh all right. I did I've never seen Silence of the Lambs. So, Whoa. Yeah, it seems too scary for me, but I'll you know, I should give it a shot. Uh, Michael Fox says, "I have a coworker who hates petty but loves fish, and if he ever bets on anything, I'm betting against it. <laughs> That's great." Uh, and then, all right, finally on the oh, we have a lot of comments on the Facebook. Won't be able to get to all of them, but uh, I'll read some of them uh pat sievert says he was hilarious as lucky on later seasons of king of the hill he could do it all i'm glad that that got brought up because i forgot uh love king of the hill it's a show that during the pandemic i've learned to appreciate much more than i did i was
3: i was super into it and then he was and then he became a voice on it and it was like uh my worlds collide
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) um alex price says hearing the amount of drugs he was on was astonishing surprised he could even stand um Pete Stegemeyer says uh Tom Petty has so many hits that I still sometimes hear a song and learn it was by him. What a body of work. Um
1: going to be today with Ways to be wicked.
2: There, you go. there <laughs> yeah. you go. Uh Derek Humphrey says Tom Petty better than Bob Dylan. Wow. Uh
3: <laughs> yeah, you notice when we were doing this, like that never even came up. Like it never yeah. even it yeah. never even crossed my mind that people were like, but Bob Dylan's the best. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody thinks <laughs>
2: uh that's not what i heard at the indianapolis airport a couple weeks ago uh, Somebody did. People, people were there to see or i guess that was <laughs> last month but he was in indiana and so a bunch of people were at the airport who had seen him and they all like ran into each other at the, at the and i was listening overhearing them
3: well sure you just see people like they had just been to a show
1: I'm picturing they all have Dylan voice, too. <laughs> hey, how hey, hey, so you Dylan there? <laughs>
3: you look up those set lists now. Like, those aeroplane. Dylan set lists are like, <laughs> I don't know any. Like I've yeah. heard of one of the songs on it.
1: Like, mm. I had a big Dylan phase last year but i still it's still based on like two or three albums tops out of like like (laughs) 50 or whatever yeah yeah yeah, do i like bob
3: dylan do i like the simpsons i mean Mm -hmm. sure i've seen 300 episodes but that's not even half
4: yeah right do i like bob
3: dylan i have 12 albums but that's a quarter of his (laughs) albums a fifth yeah like right right, is that enough no that's not enough to be the best
2: um Joe Bates says if Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty had had a kid, call me crazy, but they would have been a good singer. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> you're, you're Fucking crazy Joe. <laughs> Does the that's you the, say sleepy Joe.
3: <laughs> <know? laughs> that's the comment I've agreed with the most. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I bet they would have been a good singer. A cool
2: dresser, too. <laughs> but would mm-hmm. they be
1: better than Jacob Dylan? That's a
2: good question. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh John Moskowitz says, I feel like he carried the traveling woolberries Um in that's a band of hitters. Yeah. They're all yeah. hitters, and he carries. That's what, he, what yeah. he calls out everybody. It's Dylan Harrison, Orbison, and the and yellow guy whose name I'm forgetting. Uh, that's what he said. I remember it, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you on the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yes.
1: <laughs> we will reveal <laughs> the members of the Traveling Wilburys on the Patreon.
2: <laughs> Somebody's like, I gotta smash subscribe. I gotta know. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, Tyler Snodgrass is one of my all-time favorites. He has so many enduring hits that it's easy to overlook his less popular songs, which are often still so catchy. Like, You're So Bad, A Change of Heart, and A Thing About You. Yep. And Don't Pull Me Over. Those are all great.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah of course, Don't Pull Me Over. Timeless classics okay. from the American Songbook. Talk about a
3: song that wasn't overlooked. It made the top 10 worst songs of 2010. <laughs> and I'm not even going to argue with that guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I doubt he listened to every single
2: album that came out in 2010. Uh, yeah, but yeah, there's probably some bad ones, some really, really bad I'm
3: ones. I'm sure you could find an album that has 10 songs worse than all 10 songs mm-hmm. on that list. Mm-hmm. Sure.
2: Um, well, I'll read a couple more here. These are, uh, uh, in tandem. So I'll count these. As well. Uh, CJ Sullivan says, I'm not going to say how painfully mediocre he was, but Sean Flannery will. And he tagged Sean Flannery, uh, who I love, uh, along with CJ, but, uh, Sean writes, my favorite way to summarize Tom Petty was when a thief broke into the studio where he and the Heartbreakers were recording and stole all their guitars. Uh, tom petty offered a reward of seven thousand dollars for the five guitars even his bribes are mediocre damn damn, that is a low amount to offer but hey i mean here's a weird thing i don't even know what he's talking about uh, there you go <laughs>
3: so i cool
2: <laughs> <laughs> he linked a uh an article about it uh which you can see on the facebook uh the last one i'll read here is uh, um, well let's also let's also be frank they broke in
3: and stole all their equipment and they offered a reward for five gu- they stole five guitars mm-hmm. from a guy who has a warehouse full of guitars true i bet yep. i bet if if I bet if you took took five guitars out of that warehouse, he wouldn't even notice. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's because you really want him to cough up 250 grand to get five guitars whose names he doesn't even know back. (laughs)
1: Smarter move is to burn down his
3: house.
2: Yep, there you go, there you go. All right, let's hear uh, one more, which is uh, Rudy Schultz says, Into the Great Wide Open is one of my favorite records. It might be too corny for a lot of folks, but cranking... Making some noise and flooring it when you're in a car on the highway is a blast. That's sounds yeah, like a good sound to me. Is dope. It was the,
3: it's like, that's at the very top of the list of songs I wish I had seen live. Mm. I never saw him play it all the times I went. And that song would be, that song fucking rips.
2: Uh, well, we are at the end of the show. We, that's the that's the peanut gallery. So we have, my one, case. we have one. We have one. get we get to we give get, one more final final thoughts, final thoughts yeah. to get us out of here because we're not going to rate the playlist because it's an appreciation episode.
3: Oh, yeah, just general. You yeah. general final thoughts. Whatever you, you have think. The floor. Yeah, anything
1: you want to say that you didn't get off your chest or final case I mean, for me better really, than everyone.
3: I didn't. I'm unprepared for this part. So I just I feel like I've made I feel like I've made my case based on songs themselves. Longe- like like when people heard that this that this was what this episode was going to be, they all thought of their favorite songs and they probably didn't even hear them yeah. today. Yeah. So, I feel like that only helps my case. Yeah. And let's be let's be honest. When you're really are you really gonna do you really want to put on? A be- like, who puts on Beatles albums anymore? Who puts on...
2: I know Jared Thompson does. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know saying that, like, I'm,
3: like, saying that specifically, just knowing t- it rankles them.
2: Jared is going to be pissed at <laughs> this episode. Yeah. <laughs> if he gets to this part. I mean, the-
3: it's all good fun. It's all good fun, Jared. But clearly, you <laughs> know that I think they're better than the Stones and the Beatles and Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and the hold steady.
4: Hey,
1: I love oh, the hold steady. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw him last week. I know,
3: that's every comic in Brooklyn did. It was wild, yeah. I was on Twitter. <laughs> I saw like comics were posting photos from that that in that photo was a was a picture of another comic posting Uh, a different photo
2: (laughs) oh there's david i see david in this corner of your picture (laughs) um that was david spade of course Uh, of course right Uh, i mean
3: 48 years of tom petty is better than seven of the beatles (laughs) there we go i think it's nine <laughs>
1: Not that it makes a difference in your yeah. argument. Oh, well, no,
3: it's good to. You have know, Credence was only together for like three years. That's crazy. Who was? Credence. Oh, they made yeah. eight albums in That's three wild. years. That That's is truly crazy. Yeah. yeah. And no wonder they hate each other.
2: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this has been a great episode. Thanks so much for coming on, Jeff. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug on the way out here?
3: Nah. When's this air?
2: uh probably uh, tomorrow, uh wednesday. wednesday yeah wednesday. wednesday yeah
3: oh you can see me at uh, chameleon on friday and saturday there
2: you go in cincinnati nice. great spot we did Where the we live did. stand yeah. by your band and a yeah. woman that's the, the the very venue that the woman tried to charge <laughs> the stage because <laughs> i uh, did not like limp biscuit <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 um. you were the guest judge <laughs> yeah yeah i was um uh, Tommy, what you got coming?
1: I am doing my Christmas show in Chicago at the Lincoln Lodge on Wednesday the twenty second. So uh, the one in New York was very fun. I think the one in Chicago will be equally fun. So come yeah, to
2: that, do it up. I'll be in Chicago as well in January, I believe, on the twentieth at uh, Lincoln Lodge doing a show. I've got Jenna Gephardt on that. That'll be a fun time. And Alex Dragovich, uh, Hell it's gonna yeah. be a great show. And uh, I'll probably be. I think I'm doing some shows around town that week too. I'll be in Indy uh, on. The 23rd of December, if you happen to be around there for the Home for the Holiday show, it's always very fun. And get on that Patreon more than anything. I also have some dates coming up in Austin and St. Louis and uh some other place. I can't remember. Just look at my website. All right. We love you guys. Thanks again, Jeff. Uh Keep it crispy. Bye. <laughs>